Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Young and Wifed Up. This is Marcella. And I'm Gabby. And thanks for joining us today for another episode. If you would like to support us and our podcast, head to patreon.com slash youngandwifedup, and you can get all of our exclusive content, including a ton of bonus episodes, merch, access to video chats, recommendation links for all of our podcast episodes, and digital downloads as well. Also, if you didn't know, we also have a YouTube channel, and today might be a good one to go and check that out because we are doing a special two-part episode with our husbands. So if you've never seen our husbands, if for some reason you've never been on any of our social media or anything like that, (laughs) then um, you can see what all of us look like (laughs) on YouTube. Um, And it's another way to support the podcast. Um, by watching as well as as listening. Awesome. So we're going to skip our catch-up this month and jump straight into our podcast topic. We are joined by our husbands today, my husband, Ryan, and Marcel's husband, Jed. We have had them on the podcast before in season two, and it's titled The One with Our Husbands, and we did that three years ago. So Marcel and Jed only had their firstborn, Seth, at the time. We were all living in Southern California, just a few minutes away from each other. And I feel like life was so different (laughs) just a few years ago. And uh, both of our lives has radically changed since then. So if you want to get to know Ryan and Jed a little bit more and just some, we had some fun questions. We had some listener questions. We had serious questions. Go ahead to that episode. Even though a lot of the content has changed in our lives since then, you can kind of get a feel for Ryan and Jed's personalities or different topics that we're not going to cover today. So today we are talking about living on one income. And I feel like this is something that our families can finally talk about with some confidence and experience since both of our families have transitioned successfully from dual incomes to single incomes. So before we get into our topic today, we're going to introduce the guys and then I'll let you guys know what topics we are covering in this first part and what we will cover in next week's episode. So Ryan, welcome to the podcast. Hey everyone. Glad to be back. Um, (laughs) I'm Ryan. (laughs) Ryan, Uh, um, tell us something about yourself. Oh, wow. Uh, All this gosh. Wow. (laughs) Who are Um, you? (laughs) I'm Ryan. I am. I turned 30 last year. So last time I was on the podcast, um, I was younger and hadn't uh, gotten over that life (laughs) event. Um, You're using a walking (laughs) barrel? Yeah. And apparently I'm so well to puberty, so my voice still cracks. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I guess um yeah, I live in a different state now. I'm in I live in Nevada and um ever since I've moved closer to Texas, um I've gotten into country music. So against I like, my will um, classic country. Yeah. Has to have the steel guitar. So yes. Wow. Yes. 
Well, thank you, Ryan, for joining me today. And if you want to learn more about Ryan and his personality, you could listen to those early <laughs> podcast episodes we had as well. And Jed, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Hello. My name is Jed. I'm back on the podcast, part two. Um, <laughs> a little bit about myself. I still love to work out. I'm in an entirely different job than I was in five, six years ago, five years ago. Um, and I'm loving every second of it. We're in a new state, so loving every second of that. And uh, I was going to flex my cocktail skills, but I'm sick. So mm-hmm. right, right, maybe no, part two. No alcohol. Yeah, maybe, maybe uh, the part two <laughs> coming up. We'll do that yeah, right we now. constantly talk about Jed's coffee and cocktail creations. Yeah. So we might have to have you guys back for another episode. <laughs> Absolutely. So that you can flex your skills. Um, okay, so now that we have introduced the men, they're going to be the ones primarily talking in today's episode and next week's. Um, we are going to, Marcella and I are going to be basically mediating the topics um, and also <laughs> maybe just popping in and out to give our little two cents. <laughs> um, but the men are going to be primarily talking. So if you have been um, wanting an episode with husbands involved, this is one of them. So if you would like to listen to this with your husband, this is a great um, episode to do that because Marcella and I constantly talk about, we don't do podcasts for men. We do podcasts for women. And right. so we don't address many topics towards men because we are not men. (laughs) So this is one of those episodes where you can involve your husband in the conversation and the episode. So this episode particularly is going to cover our personal stories and experiences of how we went from dual to single income households. And next week's episode will be covering more practical points of how we did this and advice that we would give to anybody considering it or desiring it for their family situations. I want to make a nuance or a disclaimer right now that we cannot address every exceptional um, life circumstance or um, if you are in a position where you are a single parent or if you have Um, when your spouse has a disability, there's a lot of different nuances that we can't cover in our episodes. And so we will not be covering those specific situations in these episodes. This will be more for um, a lot of families that desire to live on a single income or if they already do and they just want some inspiration or some camaraderie that there's other families doing this. And and um, doing it successfully and enjoying it, then this is um, for you guys. And um, also, if you are single or if you are um, dating or engaged, this is a great episode to listen to and to start conversation with your um, boyfriend or your fiance about what you would like your life to look like. We are assuming that you listen to our podcast because you appreciate traditional values and biblical um, manhood and womanhood. And so we are going to be talking from those perspectives um, in these episodes. So we're going, the disclaimer is over now. (laughs) I'm not going to say it again and just have to put it out there. Um, But we are going to let the guys take over now. So let's first talk about. Um, Ryan, I'll have you start kind of an overview of our family's work, financial situations from the beginning of our marriage 
to today. Cool. Yeah. So um, I guess to start, I mean, we've definitely gone through a lot of different scenarios and stuff with just jobs that I've had and you know, jobs Gabrielle has had and like, you know, ups and downs of our income with that. But I mean, honestly, it's, I don't know, one thing to start. And I just, it, it really is like a testimony. Like, I really do feel like God's just like, bless me. I can look back at like every single job I've had and, um, yeah. you know, his um, providence right. in that and blessing me with. But uh, one thing, so like before we got married um, or just like right up until then, um, we were dating and talking about getting married and really wanting to. And at that point I was in school um, taking, uh, to get a bachelor's degree in computer science. And I was working like a little under full time at Chick-fil-A. Um, and we wanted to get married. I got her dad's blessing in marriage, which I think that was like an episode mm -hmm. one or two, Talked about yeah. that. but, um, yeah. And honestly, like it was looking a little scary at that point um, <laughs> because I knew at that point, like I needed to make more money for us to just mm -hmm. get married, you know? Um, saying, and, you're saying flipping chicken sandwiches doesn't pay a lot. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, depending there's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, yeah, I didn't, I didn't advance too much. Um, but uh, yeah, so I was, honestly at that point trying to look for even like a second job and i was yeah. like almost willing to you know work two different jobs you know a lot of hours and whatnot yeah. even while doing school but the lord was really kind to me a really great friend of mine um ricky he worked at a cement plant and he hooked me up with a contracting job that i was able to do some software work and um work wow, at that I, for I forgot you even had that job <laughs> I yeah. that was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. That's crazy. When I saw the notes and I was like, oh yeah, that existed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was the only time I, you know, everyone, um, even though I sit down most of my day now, um, I wore a hard hat and steel toed boots to that job. Well, this to, like, to walk. I did get dirty on the job from my car yeah. to the office, but I got dirty. Pretty much to be safe, walk from my car to the office building. But yeah, I don't know, it was a cool environment. I learned a lot there just about different things. Um, but the money was a little tight. It was good that I could easily take care of a um, like an apartment rent. So, you know, that was um, good for that. But um, at that point, so yeah, that was my first in, um, I got that, let's see, um, maybe a month or so before we got engaged. And then I had that job when we got married, and then maybe like three or four months till after we were married. At that point, um, Gabby was working like an assortment of jobs. I was working like four or five and jobs doing a lot of volunteering. Yeah, yeah, where goes. So like that was the beginning of our marriage and it was a little tight, like um, given that I wasn't like totally employed by a, a company in a certain sense, like I didn't have vacation times. Like I remember I wanted to work on 4th of July cause like, you know, I didn't want to lose the hours or whatever. 
Um, yeah. And also the contract was going to end at some point. So I kind of felt the stress of like, oh man, I need to like get something. So, um, <laughs> Uh, maybe like, uh, so we got married in July, uh, November of that same year. Um, I got a job at a charter school and that was my first. So, um, job, I'm a software engineer doing web development and, um, I got a job there. It was a, 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 a little bit of a pay raise. It was pretty, um, you know, good. It made a difference and an impact, um, so that was, so the first part of it, we were kind of a little struggling, but I don't know, Gabby was still working and we kind of made it work. And, um, we, we were just shared a lot of like the res- financial responsibilities at that mm-hmm. point. That's yeah. Important. I mean, I, I was able to like take care of a lot of like the standard bills, you know, and then, but we were relying a lot on Gabriella for like groceries, things like that. All of our like toiletries and any, anything extra that wasn't bills and rent. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, then, um, got more into my career. Um, I had, uh, graduated from college, had a degree, um, didn't really help that much, but, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, got my first web development job. I was like a junior developer and uh pay there was a pay raise and stuff with that. So I guess I've kind of labeled this like we entered into like a heyday of like me having a, a fairly decent, you know, a pretty good job. Um had benefits, things like that. Um I could take care of more things, like pretty much cover, you know, the bills. Um, but Gabriella was then transitioning at that point, kind of from doing a lot of jobs to like yeah. doing her um, piano studio work kind of full time and just focusing on that, building a lot of clients. So like at that point, it was kind of crazy. Like we were um, between the two of us, yeah. you know, making pretty good money and it was yeah. nice. Um, and we had like a, a super low rent payment. Like it was insane. Oh, they're great. I missed that. yeah so that (laughs) helped a lot um and yeah we and at that time we were also since we did have like really solid incomes with no children at the time we paid off all of our debt school debt i remember that car debt credit cards yeah way to go and and then we you know so there was some good that happened yeah and that you know we we were able not just to like do fun things like go on vacations together and stuff but we were trying to also be steward the time that we had to pay off debt while we were praying for god to give us a child you know yeah so i mean yeah yeah, to add to that like it it was going well um you know we had a lot of money to spend on extra things. And we were also like from the get go, um, thankfully um, we were making wise choices and still doing really good things with that. Um, But, you know, there was a lot of benefits and stuff that we were reaping from me bringing in a good income and then as well, um, Gabriella. So, but um, sort of like, yeah, as Gabriella was mentioning, you know, we, didn't have the additional responsibility of children and that kind of provision that we needed. So um, as the kind of years went by, and obviously listeners know this, you know, we weren't having um, children and, um, you know, Gabriella was still, um, we always had the goal that we were going to, you know, um, 
uh, once we had children that Gabriella would cut down and everything, but essentially moving towards um, the uh, Gabriella getting um, weaning down her students and up until the point where she had stopped, I still was working that job. And at that point, things were getting kind of tough. And I was, I was trying to do some work. Like, just stress this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to, well, actually she didn't stop her job until I got a different job. So, but I was trying to make it work and see things like how far can we go with this? So it wasn't a very long period. It was maybe like four, three, four months, but like her transitioning uh, down to that and us, it was just, I think honestly, a big part of it was just a mindset and a lifestyle difference. We just had to start making conscious decisions, a stricter budget, you know, saying no to ourselves a lot, which, you know, when you haven't been or haven't had to, it can be tough, you know, but um, it's it's super important, like in the long term, uh, the big picture of debt and paying it down, like every penny counts to your survival, but also every penny counts to pay it off that debt. So you guys did what a lot of people are afraid to do is live super low with your low expenses and then you just put everything extra towards that debt and you got able to pay off that debt so yeah we had we had very like strong conviction about our priorities of what we were going to do with what god was blessing us with and we know that not every family has that opportunity but like this the the blessing that we see in the wisdom of God in our family is that although he did not bless us with a child and he has not yet in the past five and a half years, like he blessed us in a lot of other ways and where we were able to cultivate, you know, a loving home, you know, with the two of us and our marriage, but also we have the ability and the freedom that a lot of families don't have to pay off their debt and exactly. and we were able we were able to kind of squash that and change now we have different financial priorities yeah. than we did then because that was our yeah. initial priority so yeah. anyway so then go. we um well uh, kind of wrapping kind of up my like our kind of journey so like there was a and then we're going to get dive into more of these particulars and some of the later points but yeah. like kind of transitioning so gabriella intentionally winding down her business then we kind of right. really tried to make things work off of mine not so much right. hers but it was tough um yeah and i mean obviously we you know could have done it and if that's what we had to do you know we would have made sure. do and made a you lot of sacrifices yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of it would have just been yeah. a mindset difference, but uh, yeah, exactly. Thankfully, I mean, it kind of motivated me at that point because I was like, "Oh man, I want to get us in a better position." And I had been at that job for a while, maybe at least two and a half years. I knew I could be doing something better with my career. I knew I wasn't getting paid as much for what I was able to do, so I just yeah. kind of went out there. Yeah. Um, ended up getting a job, like a, you know, I, I moved into like a senior level position. Um, and yeah, the pay went up, <laughs> I guess, a lot. Like, <laughs> I, I remember, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but it, it went up significantly. Um, yeah. so it changed our life. It gave us the ability for me to quit my job and us not yeah. to be like destitute yeah. essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, at that point, like, um, things did get a lot better. We felt comfortable saying like, okay, Gabriella, quit your job. Let's completely. And yeah. then, um, because we had been budgeting before, it made it a lot easier um, yep. to kind of go into this. We kind of knew the things we needed to spend on. So, um, yeah, it was it made things breathable. Um, but obviously, um, yeah, which we might get into a little more. Um, it's still kind of tough in like California, yeah. um, which is I'm sure yeah. we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll dive into that. Sure. Yeah. But, um, so that was kind of nearing down. I've been at that job, you know, for maybe a year and a half now. And, um, by solely the Lord's grace, um, and his kindness to me, you know, things have been good, but there's still challenges. And I, I think we'll cover more of those later. So. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Um, Jed, can you give us a little, overview of your guys's financial and job situations since yeah. your marriage. Absolutely. Absolutely. So mine's a little bit more straightforward. Um, just kind of did what we had to do uh, like you guys when, when it was needed. When we were dating, uh, I was working at a Michael's warehouse as just kind of a, like all, all do it all. What do you call it? Like I just do everything that that they like moved me around. Of all trades, yeah, I was like, like a jack of, of all trades. I was doing different departments, and they would just pull me from. So I was pretty valuable, but I wasn't getting paid that value. Um, I thought I was like, oh, I could probably make this a career, and that's just a very short sightedness of the young man I was. <laughs> um, I was making what I thought was really good money, um, but in comparison, when I look back now, the hours I worked, the dollar amount. The management I worked under was uh, wasn't a very healthy, growing uh, job. So I was doing that for about two, three years. I, I think um, we got married, and that was when we were in our studio. So, ooh, fun, fun times, humble beginnings, people. very, very. Yeah, her space was the closet, and my space was outside. My space was like the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, it really his, was. His space was the patio. Yeah, it. Yeah, if if you really want to get to know somebody, live with them in a one bedroom apartment or in a studio for a year and a half. Um, no, so that was super challenging, but we knew that I wanted to get into a, a real career where I could use uh, my skills to get out into the world and actually contribute to society. So uh, that's when I kind of found welding a little bit, and I started going to school. Um, at in the mornings, and then I was working at nighttime. I was working um, night shift at my my warehouse job. Um, so that was that worked for about three and a half, four months. And then when the news, sorry, I think there was a a period during that time where you were also working a part time job. Uh, uh, at big, big five. five. Yeah, I think those. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was probably working that just to kind of fill in gaps. Uh, so he was, you were going to school, yep, working full time. Yep. And the job at Michael's, the hours at certain points in the year were very intense. Like very I remember there was one time you worked like a 70 hour week yeah. and that, that wasn't like 
super uncommon. Um, and the overtime was really nice. Yeah. But um, it it put a strain, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Put a strain more than just my body, but, you know, my yeah. mental attitude. I didn't want to do anything on my days off. Like, mm. they just leave me alone. So that obviously in a yeah. new marriage is so healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. Full-time job, part-time job, and then going to school. Yeah. So part-time. all that stress and still trying uh, to love my wife and, you know, talk to her in the, in the day uh, was very challenging. And, still and then t- I was also working at the she same also, time. Yeah. You were still too. teaching and gigging. And gigging. Mm-hmm. Gigging. Gigging. Uh, Poor Jed with your sorry. stuffy nose. I'm I feel so bad. Right now. Like everything it's is in the middle of a cold. It's so fun. I love it. Um, so we were, we were really just getting by and, you know, we both understood that this is just a sacrifice we have to make. We got to live on some ramen a little bit, live on some rice and beans. Um, until we can get into a... Uh, we had a lot of rice and beans. Not intentionally. <laughs> not by choice. Uh, yeah. So then I, I was able to find a welding job. And it was very... It was through a guy at church. And, and he had his own welding business. I got into there. He said he was going to kind of train me as long as I continued going to school. And we made that deal. Um, ended up actually taking a pay cut to go work for that, that guy. Um, and... I thought the hours were going to be better, but they ended, actually ended up being worse. Um, mm-hmm. He would call me as I was leaving church. Hey, I need you to go do this job real quick. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you got to go do it. There's there's no other choice. Like, And just did not respect his employees, didn't respect his business. Um, but I digress. So that ended up putting an even greater strain on our marriage and myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just around the people I was I was usually around in that industry, they're very roughneck, very rough around the edges, construction guys. Um, they are one of a kind. I'll, if you are married to a construction guy, I am sure he's a great guy around you, around his boys, around his coworkers. Stark possibility he's a completely different guy. Um, it's almost <laughs> a cut. I don't want to assume. We don't want to assume. But yeah, that was at me at my first job. You weren't like a completely different guy. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was a sweetheart around a bunch of wolves, I felt like. Mm. So I was too nice and I got trampled on all the time. Aww. Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll admit it. I was, I was a sweetheart. I got, I, I was a doormat. You um, got bullied at work? I got bullied for sure. Uh, Poor Jed. <laughs> yeah. But at least you like, it kept your integrity intact. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, I don't want to get fired, which I ended up actually getting fired uh, because I mouthed off to my manager and my boss was like, you can't do that. Hit the road, Jack. So that was a quick humbling moment for me. Um, I was scrambling for work. This is actually shortly after we moved into our one bedroom. Uh, and so we slightly upsized with more rent, more bills. Uh, and so I, we, you can imagine the stress that Marcella was like, you just got fired. Okay. We'll be okay. Uh, pardon me. So that was very rough trying to find a job. Luckily I did through some contacts of my own, my own. I was able to find a job, uh, working at some pest control, uh, surely by luck. I was expecting to be there for about a year just to kind of get on my feet until I find back where I can get back into the welding. And then after some long thought out processes, uh, just finding out how much you make, how much time you're probably it's going to be required away from you from home, and the sacrifice that a lot of welders go through 
uh, on the issue with with them spending time with their family. Um, it's, it just didn't appeal to me anymore. So I kind of scrapped that dream real quick, quit school. Um, actually, I was going to school back in, when I was working with Michaels. And then when the semester changed, I had to drop school so I could pay my bills. So I kept on working. Um, so fast, forward, fast back forward, was working with Dewey for a bit, killing bugs, uh, found some really good potential in sales, was learning some sales techniques. Um, there is potential to for more money with, with in pest control, but again, it's hugely tied back to sales and, and or management. Um, which at the time I was like, I don't know if I'm really a good salesman. I don't know if I know if I want to do that. I'm just kind of happy going to work and doing my thing with my own hands, and you know, I'll be the grunt if you pay me. Um, that's when I just kind of realized I just didn't think I liked sales. So I did that for five years. I was approached several times to actually apply uh, for the management position, which I declined for various reasons, which I won't get into uh, out of respect, but um, it just wasn't a, a company that I saw growing further. So when we were kind of really figuring out where to where to go with our life and, and you know, take into account, we moved into our three bedroom, we moved into a house, then we got kicked out of the house, we moved in with your parents. All that time, I was still working with this this pest control job. And we had Seth. And we had Seth. And we had Eli. And we had Eli. You were you cut your students in half. I think maybe even a quarter. More. Yeah, more than I, had, I think. I mean, eventually, I dwindled down to like two or three. Yeah. Like at the very, very, very tail end of my like teaching career. Yeah. But yeah, after, I think probably after we had Eli is when I cut back the most. Yeah. I think that was my biggest cutback of yeah. students. Yeah. yeah. So having that income now gone, it was kind of a buck up bro to either work more hours, get created with, with overtime, look for a part-time job, which by God's grace, I ended up not doing. Um, I was hitting some pretty good bonuses every month. Uh, I actually got pretty good with sales. I actually got pretty good with, um, people interaction and taking their money. I mean, selling my products. <laughs> uh, tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Anyways, <laughs> so once we finally made the decision to move to Tennessee and get out here, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, it was actually during Christmas vacation. I was applying for positions um, out here in this area and um, tried to stay in the same industry because I feel like that would be an easy transition. Uh, ended up actually being not an easy transition there wasn't a transition to be had because the jobs out here were very um i don't know if they were questioning my moving or they're just mm. with a bad structure to it a lot of times pardon me, with uh you know if you if a company has you moving from another state if they really want you you'll you'd think they'd want you to kind of they would try to work with you you know Maybe put it in some kind of contingency plan to move out. None of those companies did. I was actually approached by four or five different companies, but never offered a, an official job. They just said, uh, "Look us up when you get out here." And, um, yeah, move move first and then apply for a job. Yeah, that's something that I'm like, I can't move on a maybe. So actually, on a whim, it, by God's grace, I saw Vivid was open. It was in the area. I was, I was looking over some of the job requirements of it and. I'm like, yeah, that's that's worth a shot. I don't think I, I don't think anything of it. 
I applied for it literally on a drive to meet our family for dinner. Like just apply and then I forgot about it. And uh, three days later, I got a call from a recruiter, had a conversation with him during, again, uh, the Christmas break. And he was like, you're going to get the job. Okay, great. Thanks. <laughs> That's good news. Talked to my former boss. Um, and literally, we went through it all. We explained my goals with getting over here to Tennessee and what I want. And um, I have never worked with alarm companies, never worked with cameras or anything of the sort. Uh, it was all very foreign to me, but I knew how to operate a power drill and a screwdriver. And in simpler terms, that's what was the only thing that was required. And, you know, being good with people. So uh, we improved on that when I got out here and I just took off and now we're, we're living comfortably, um, you know, sacrificing in some areas, but living in, in others and uh, all intentional, but it's a job that I think will grow with me as a company that I think will grow with me. Um, there's a lot of great potential in it. Uh, the company's great. Um, the services are great. My team, I love my team. So it's just, it's been a great garden to grow in. Okay. So thank you guys for sharing your guys's stories of your job experience and how we've gone from two incomes to one and just kind of our experience. So what motivated our families and maybe you guys specifically to transition from dual incomes to single income? And Ryan, can you go first? Yeah. So, I mean, the, some of the particulars might be, you know, a little different between us. Um, but I think, you know, for us, a big part of it was just that, you know, thankfully, like we were on the same page, you know, even before we got married and getting married and so forth that we knew and understood just, you know, the biblical pattern would be yeah. that, you know, a wife is given to her home. Um, you know, like we understood that as the, you know, biblical truth that, you know, just the modern concept or idea of a wife being a career woman and, you know, like essentially just equal to her husband and they're both, um, you know, uh, financial partners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, are there both, um, Care the love. word uh, grind in it, you know, or yeah, whatever, yeah. or <laughs> yeah, that, Boss that, Boss yeah, that, that's not, um, you know, uh, what the scriptures would, you know, a biblical family would look like. Um, so I don't know, you know, that was just clear to us. And I think, you know, if I could just give one, because I was just kind of looking over earlier, just, you know, specific scriptural examples, and I'm sure this is not new to anyone here, but it, it, is powerful, you know, like um, in Titus 2, 4 through 5, um, talking about how the older women should disciple younger women, um, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home, um, good, obedient to their own husbands. Um, you know, so one of those including, you know, be keepers of the home. And I mean, yeah. honestly, just in nature, I feel like that kind of works itself out that you usually, you know, even in, you know, mothers and wives take to the things of the house, you know, just kind of instinctively. So that was already, yeah, an understanding of ours. Um, but then 
you know, we kind of knew that like, you know, there can be a little more, I guess, leeway, you know, in a sense, you know, when you don't have children, there's a little more time that a wife could give to, you know, um, other things, you know, she does have more disposal at her hand, um, you know, so it's, um, wasn't as pressing on us, but still we knew that there's blessings in that. And we, even though we, you know, didn't have children at the moment when we decided to do that and we're, trusting in God that he would give that to us, but, you know, it's not certain or we don't know when that will be. Um, We wanted to reap the benefits of, you know, God's plan of a wife, you know, being given to being a helpmeet to her husband and being about the things of the home and the blessing of not having to divide that, um, her time um, with other, um, you know, money-making pursuits, um, even though they might not necessarily, you know, be wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm really thankful. I, I knew like I was already being blessed by Gabriella pursuing that in our marriage. And, you know, the idea of her being fully given to taking care of so many of the things that just need to be taken done and to do in the home, like it was something that, I knew would be a blessing for us and I wanted that for our family. So, yeah. And another, another motivator for us was my health was increasingly getting worse as I was devoting Mm -hmm. most of the day outside of the home Mm -hmm. and the home was getting not neglected because I want to be charitable to myself because I still was doing the basic needs of our home while I was working a lot. Um, but it, I was truly overdoing it so that I can, so that I can have both worlds so that I can have the world of a homemaker and the life of a homemaker and the life of a career woman. And so Mm -hmm. I was burning out and my body was suffering. And so, um, so that was a kind of a more pragmatic, like, you know, uh, motivator for us is that my health was getting worse and something drastic needed to change in order to help that. Um, So Jed, what about you guys? What was your motivators um, for going from a dual to single income? So uh, kids was mostly the, I think, driving factor. We both really wanted kids, but the obvious hurdle of, well, who's going to stay home? Who's going to raise them? Kids do require a full-time around-the-clock care, even when they're young, um, especially when they're young. But, you know, the home is going to need care as well. Um, Creating a home goes more than just decor, but... You know, the functions of the home, the inner workings, the gears, how it functions, uh, the chore list, like literally everything um, all has is, is really a full time job. And if I'm devoting myself entirely during the day to making money and being really, really good at that, um, I need to know that home base is taken care of. And I think that was something that really early on that we agreed that, you know, that's something that she would want to do once I got into a a high paying job or a better paying job, a more sustainable job. Um, and that was the hope. 
which thankfully you now we're we're living that. But that was uh, you know, I'll I'll grind it out a little bit with you. But once we start having kids, like you know that I'm gonna start pulling myself back a little bit so that I can focus on the baby. Um if anybody, you know, has childcare, um, no judgment here, but personally I just think with the expense of childcare that you pay so that you can go to work, those hours are just spent on childcare to pay for childcare. Mm-hmm. So it almost doesn't make a difference. Like you, you're not, unless you're making an outrageous amount of money where you're still coming out at a really decent rate um, after all those childcare expenses. And then, I mean, you, you gotta be doing something really good professionally to take that pay cut. But for us and where we were at, it just didn't make one financial sense, uh, sense, but two, um, I wasn't too keen on the idea of somebody of my kid being around another type of structure that I may or may not have been like disagreed with. Like if I was okay, let's say for example, I was okay with putting him in the corner and then if he hit somebody spanking him, but you know, childcare, Oh, we're gentle parenting. We're this or that. Um, I was, I would have to fight that when the child was home. I would have yeah, to, there would be inconsistency in your discipline with exactly. Your kids. So the yeah. the conflicting arguments that I saw was my parenting almost has to line up perpendicular to how a child care is ran, and I feel like we're pretty in the pretty much in the minority with how we parent. Very um, much so, and it's <laughs> even in, even in Christian circles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, our kids are are proof of it. I, I'm super proud of who they are, but again, it's it's only by the grace of God how they become that way. Um, and it's only by grace of God that we've developed this parenting style, but we're sticking by it where it's like been proven um, to us in the long run. And we've made adjustments, but ultimately uh, just pursuing a one, a one income house just came down to the kids of, you know, is it really worth it to have them in childcare? Um, she, I mean, the, the music industry was kind of with her, her thought was, if I'm going to devote myself to the, to the music industry, we might only have like one or two kids. I don't want to have one or two kids. Um, like, yeah. like I have to throw, I'm at a point right now where I'm at a crossroads. I either commit, my, commit myself 100% to this and I just like lead into it and we are limited in how much kids we have, or you pick up the slack, you find a better paying job. And then, you know, we, we both can have the dream of me staying home, raising the babies, how we want to be, how we want them to be raised. And it was one of those things where it's like, that's the harder path for sure. But I want, <laughs> so yeah. it wasn't something that wasn't thought about very heavily considered. Um, no, not really. Yeah. That's like as much as like, obviously Gabby and I advocate for the arts and like the value that it has and all that. Yeah. But there's a huge downside to actually working in the, in the music industry because once you're out, you're out. Yeah. Yep. And it is very, very, yeah. very difficult, near impossible to re-enter um into that industry after you've been, you know, gone for however many even sometimes it all it takes is months <laughs> for yeah. you to lose all of your contacts and everything. And it's rough because we, you know, both of us loved what we did and you know, we in a sense, grieve the loss of, you know, the, the people that we worked with, like our students, you know, the kids and like, even just 
playing and gigging, you know, doing orchestral work, like all of that, like we did truly love it. Um, but obviously it just was not in the priorities. Like if you, if you want to make that sort of thing worth your time, you do truly have to devote pretty much your whole life to it. And it just didn't make sense. Like Jed was saying, it was not conducive to what we thought were the biblical gender roles in a marriage. I mean, I, Jed was capable of working. Yeah. He's going to go to work. And obviously it's, especially when you have multiple very young children and having babies, nursing, like all of that, it is a more than a full-time job. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I like to say like the full-time job I have is not the one I'm employed by. It's the one here at home because if you're doing it yeah. right, you know, the job is what makes you money. But when you come home, I've, I feel that the husband should still be involved in the parenting, uh, should still be involved yeah, in the house and getting dirty in the dishes and, and, you know, getting really in the trenches with her. Um, because imagine if I just came home, kicked my feet on the couch. It was just, was just a disciplinarian in the relationship, but she was really, she took care of everything else. Yeah. Some women might have that ability. Um, and tr- truly props to you. That's that's a, a, um, a very large strength that you can have. But given our dynamic, it was something that I saw that it would be, one, be really good for uh, just our marriage in general. Um, but it would also be good to show our, our kids that, to show our boys that, no, dad is not just the provider. He provides in other areas. He's making meals as well as mom. He's also taking care of um the kids and the house you know he's providing care in other areas and not just in the financial sense yeah Um, and even like even though those like those duties are are still like solely my responsibility it's like out of kindness that jed when he gets home he doesn't just get on his phone and scroll like all evening when he's home when he knows that like we are in the trenches of having multiple, like we have three boys all under the age of five. Yeah. And uh, it's, um, it is, it's a lot of work it is, it is a lot of work. It's good work, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. And, um, it, it would have been way more stressful had I continued to work part time. I was about to say, and him working full time, and then us trying to juggle, and then I feel like the lines get blurred on who's doing what in the house, and like, or it just you it gets so complicated. Mindset. I kicked it. I cooked the, the exactly. food. Exactly. It becomes you a competition situation. Yeah. yeah, it's just I feel like it, that road just leads down to so many complications that just don't need to be there yeah. and um yeah i'm really grateful that our what what our duties are for the household are a lot more they're more streamlined and more like clear yeah. yeah and that doesn't mean like obviously there are seasons in life where he is having to like step in a lot like you know if i'm in postpartum or if i'm ill or anything like that he's not just like Sorry, babe. Like you still have to go do well, all imagine, that stuff. <laughs> imagine if I like if you were working and you were postpartum, and I was like, "Well, we kind of need your income to um, still bolster this this living that we're doing, this standard of living." Yeah. So hurry up and get better, um, so we can continue living this way. So I feel like it also brings into perspective 
one, the value of the dollar. Like, do we really need mm-hmm. to be having that? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, and everyone agrees more money does make your life easier. Doesn't always make it better though. Right. Um, so Which I think we're going to, yeah. we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Like, which I think you guys are, the conversation is going the direction of the next points. So if we can like move forward. Yeah. Um, so comparing and contrasting our lives with two incomes now with one, can you guys first give us a brief pro and con of what our, what it was like working for us to work out for us women to work outside of the home. So Ryan, can you give us the pros and the cons and then I'll get over to Jen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I guess the pros of like kind of just in our marriage, just when Gabriella wasn't, um, you know, staying at home full time and uh, taking care of, um, you know, full time homemaker, Definitely a lot of it kind of comes down to like, you know, there's the benefit of, you know, extra money. I mean, you know, it is a reality. Like if, you know, she is also working, then more incomes coming in. And I mean, yeah, I'm, we're thankful that at least, you know, we did do some, you know, good stuff and made some wise choices with that. Um, I mean, like looking back, I feel like we, I could have, um, you know, been better and even more structured in that. But I mean, we both could have, and I could have left or at least severely decreased my work way sooner. Yeah. So I think there was some of a element of like my pride or my, you know, my love for my career was so great that I was like, I'm not willing to let this go yet. And I do believe if I have an honest examination of myself, that we could have like struggled and yeah. been okay sooner, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, and there would have been a lot of blessings with yes. that, you know. And you know, I mean, I guess at the end of it, I'm thankful for good things that did come out of it. Um, but uh, yeah, another pro was, I mean, yeah, like you know, Marcella and Gabriella are relating. I mean, I'm really thankful that her career like i just saw a lot of good in it like obviously her you know music teaching like that's a really good thing you know like education and teaching is obviously a good thing and the gift of music is great like it's a great thing especially for children and everyone you know so like obviously there was a pro in that that like Gabriella has a lot of skills in that and she was like able that was an outlet you know for her so yeah that was a pro and obviously like yeah I mean it's challenging now to like because we're both musical people and like I want her to you know music to be a part of our life and her to you know use um, the different things, but yeah, it just, it does look different right now. And, you know, we're having to kind of figure out how she can, you know, still enjoy music, um, you know, that's good around. What about the cons of me working outside the home? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, cons would be, I don't know. (laughs) I just feel like it can just, just knowing my wife, like, 
I guess it can be a, a greater temptation just for more stress in her life. Just yeah. me seeing it from my perspective, like, you know, like her, because yeah, she was, you know, taking care of, you know, a lot of things around the home. And then on top of that, um, you know, doing things outside of the home with her music business and balancing the stress and responsibility of that. It just yep. takes a toll on you. Everyone, we only have so much energy that we can Good. give out. And, you know, yeah, it's sad when, you know, or you see she's not able to expend as much energy, you know, around right. the house and with, and then, yeah, it just gives greater temptation for that to not be a joy and for it to be mm -hmm. a burden. Very um, true. And then, yeah, like Gabriela's mentioned, like also with some of her health issues, like more stuff just wasn't helping things. Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, it just like, <laughs> like there were times where, you know, she's sick and then she's like, I have to go, you know, to work. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I would be like no, in a full on flare up. And then it's like, with like all my medical devices attached to me and I would teach like a six hour day. And yeah. I, I, it's brutal. I cannot yeah. believe I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Pushed, pushed myself beyond what <laughs> anybody should ever do. <laughs> like if I knew one of my girlfriends would do, was doing that, like Girl, I stop. would be reprimanding yeah. her. And like yeah. some of my friends were, <laughs> like they were like, girl, you can't do this. Yeah. But I'm like, la, 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 la. I have to. Like, I just genuinely felt like I couldn't, you know. Right. But, um, and then another con was our kind of what Marcel and Jed were just touching on. Our roles in the yeah. home were very, like, unclear. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I would say that, like, yeah, since, like, her taking having you know extended time away from the home like there's obviously the reality that it's like you know she recognizes she should be taking care of these responsibilities but then it's like yeah. well you know you can see just from my perspective you know like i don't want her to be you know totally overwhelmed so i'll take on more things and then it just gives and provides opportunity and occasion for you know uh blurring of you know a husband and wife and their goals and priorities and you know i even to the sense that like you know with her you know having the freedom to be able to take care of those things like it it frees me up more to be about you know um taking care of things i should be you know organizing yeah. my schedule to the best or efficiently as i can and pursuing better things to get right. me into a you know, for us to be continually getting into a better place. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Jed, what were some and, of the pros and cons of Marcella working outside of the home when she was? Uh, so the, one of the pros that I saw that, you know, she, she was definitely more fulfilled in the professional sense. Uh, she was making pretty good money. Uh, she was in very high demand, not only from recording artists, but as well as like from uh, gigging, um, a lot of clients were referring her to weddings and and you know graduations and all that kind of good stuff. So um, 
yeah, it's it feels good to be needed to make money. You know, not just like for your own sake, but people need you to make money. They need you to take their dollar from them. So she was in that high demand, and um, and like getting paid for it, that obviously was really nice on our on our bank account because we weren't you know really nickel and diming everything. We were just like, oh, you need this, ching, um, and that was really good. That was one of the pros. But with that, it it did kind of I feel like it did make the roles in our home pretty unclear of i went grocery shopping last time you need to go grocery shopping this time can you make dinner well what's for dinner i don't know what's for dinner you choose like that kind of there was there wasn't a structure to the home there wasn't a structure really to the marriage like it was a lot that we were actually just roommates living with each other um since i was working nights during that time it was like literally two ships passing in the night um and then i would say you know hey i got this weekend off and instead of She's like, oh yeah, yeah. So do I. I went for my weekend off. Like, great, we get to spend some time together, catch up, which should never be the case, you know, with your wife. Like, oh, I just need to catch up with my wife. Like, she's your wife. <laughs> like, you should be spending time already together intentionally. Um, but that's not the point. So, you know, come the weekend, I want to. I just want to make more money. So, if there was shifts to pick up, guess who was picking up the shifts? I would pick them up and lost the time with the wife. So, she was put on the back burner. Our head when we first got married, what the reality of it was uh, vastly different, um, and just completely north and south of each other. I will, I will say, like to give us some credit, I think we were genuinely trying to make that structure work, (laughs) but there was really only so far that you can go. Yeah. until you start hitting a wall <laughs> yeah because you're like what is this thing that's standing in our way and it's like oh it's my job that's what yeah. it is <laughs> yeah so i mean besides that the whole biblical um stance of a woman should be in a home uh for a multiple Keeping a home, uh, yeah of a variety of reasons we just you know it was great having that extra financial security but i mean to be honest if i look back and tell my, myself Personally, that if my wife is bawling and I'm just trying to find my way in life, I'm a lot inclined to do it a lot slower because mm-hmm. there's no fire to my butt. There's no pressure because I have a safety net. My wife, she's making bank. You know, I'm just cruising on by. But if she would have came to me and said, I'm pregnant, I'm stopping work, I'm stopping working tomorrow, like I would have been shocked and then I would have started, you know. So I feel like there's a almost a an enablement from mm. some women to their husbands that maybe those husbands aren't reaching their full potential. Um, wow, when... Jed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Ooh, based. Uh, <laughs> no, I just, at least for myself, it, it was something that I feel like I would have gotten a lot more serious about my career a lot sooner had my wife been like, that safety net that we're rolling in right now, um, it's going to be taken away. Because I need to stay home with the kids or something. Um, and the pro, the pros and cons about the industry that Gabby and I were in yeah. was that we did not have to work very many hours to make really good money. Exactly. Like, you could, out the gate, be making significantly more than yeah. the average 18, 19, 20, 23-year-old probably is hourly. 
And so I didn't even necessarily have to be working crazy hours, even after Seth was born, even after Eli was born, in order to still have a pretty wide safety net for us financially. But um, But there was still a cost. Yes. Yes. 100%. So that was one of the... uh, the cons, the pro, obviously, was very superficial, superficial, yeah. um, just money in the bank, you know, but the cost was our relationship. The balance wasn't there. We didn't have the time to find a balance because we were both working so much. So it was wow. a vicious cycle yeah. going back and forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now, now that both of us, I think maybe, I feel like. For us, it feels way more recent because I went from working a lot of hours to no hours a Mm. year ago. And yours was kind of like a gradual tapering off as you had more children. Um, Now that you've been officially a single income family for like a year and you've maybe had tastes of that a little bit longer, but you you can kind of compare and see your life is radically different now right. than it was before. Um, what are the pros and cons for that you guys see as husbands? Cause we talk about the pros all the time on the podcast of right. being stay, uh, being a stay at home mom, being a homemaker, devoting yourself to the home. And we talk about, you know, the pros that, you know, that we've for us, you know, but for right. you guys, what do you guys see now being those single income families, the pros and cons? Ryan, can you go first? That was a good transition. Um, uh, yeah, I would definitely say, um, yeah, it's like you guys have been doing this for a while. Um, <laughs> we're pros, <laughs> but uh, I would definitely say, um, the you know, pros, the obvious benefits are just. Honestly, I feel like just more, a lot more joy, um, and just, um, I don't know, just, uh, peacefulness, you know, about the home. I really think it has made an effect of like, yeah, um, temptations and occasions for additional stress, you know, kind of are relieved and yeah, um, I would say that there's, you know, joy in both, um, myself and Gabriella, like pursuing, our callings and responsibilities like yeah like you were saying jed like yeah there just like is a natural you know like motivation like you're shouldering a lot more responsibility and the weight of it and like yeah you just like it can change the way you think and make you just you know want to be more strategic and intentional about what you're doing in this particular job and thinking things like, do I want to be here? Like, is this going to be the best place for, you know, um, you know, my family and, um, yeah. And I would say, um, yeah, just seeing like Gabriella embracing just, um, homemaking, you know, to a greater extent and having more freedom to just like, I would say just like maximize what she's doing. Like, um, (laughs) you know, having more time to cultivate things like, you know, learning how to make bread and things like that. And just like learning how to make a lot of other things to where like, you know, we're not having to, we're like becoming less and less having to not buy so many things, but like she's cultivating these, you know, awesome skills, you know, that you would like see in Proverbs 31, you know, that like, um, 
I don't know. And I guess just like one interesting point is just like, you know, from definitely, I think what we're saying is like the going from working from outside, like outside of the home, like whether it's like part-time, you know, in, and someone who's just working like full-time at home, like you're always like, there's still, you're working a lot. Like it's not as if you're not working as much, but like you are working a lot and you're able to like fully be giving and working to those areas around the home. And there's just a lot of benefits that pour out. Yeah. Um, It's a true investment for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, sorry, I'm looking through my notes. Um, You're good. I think like to maybe okay. expand on your point, I feel like it has cultivated a, I don't know. I, Cause I want to be again, like, like Marcel saying, we want to be charitable to our like past selves, you know? And I think we were pursuing, we wanted like biblical femininity, bibli- like biblical manhood. But now that, the roles are very clear and there's we're almost like there's no choice now or there's no like i don't have to step into the role of a provider even Mm part-time even though ryan at some point was providing more income i was still shouldering a lot of the financials like responsibility even if it's just for extra things or for savings and stuff um but now I'm able to lean into more of a feminine energy. I don't know what else, how else to express <laughs> it. I know it sounds really like woo-woo, but but really, like I feel more like yeah. feminine now. Right. It's just I don't. I can't explain it. Yeah. I didn't. Ex- I didn't expect it to happen like that. But it, there is like a you know when you are like devoting yourself to the duties and responsibilities that the Lord has given us. That's like a part of the blessings of like, you know, you becoming a better man and me becoming a better woman, you know, and seeing those like clear differences between him and I, like, you know, Well, I mean, it does like, it increases like my disposition towards you to be caring for you. And taking right. caring for you, obviously, like yeah, I was, you know, beforehand, um, right, you know, but it just we desired those things, and we were pursuing those things, but now it feels more natural, yeah, or easier, or I can't explain. I mean, like. I would say it definitely does put some things more easily in order of like a dis- a disposition towards me to like I need to take care of her you know, and, you know, make sure she's taken care of and provided for and Gabriella, a disposition of trust and, you know, submission to me. And yeah, because now I'm fully dependent. I'm fully dependent on a man, which is very bizarre for me. And it feels crazy, but it's like, it, it really is like, yeah, it's very empowering for me as a woman now and i I thought before that it was more empowering for me to contribute to our household income but i feel more empowered now as a woman yeah you know it's very it's a very strange dynamic and i feel like you know i wouldn't 
it's it's very countercultural and it's very the opposite of what the world is pushing. Right. Yeah, and I think I think even to piggyback on that, like there is, I feel like there's something a little bit masculine about the fact that you can tell your wife, like, you can go stop working. Um, it's not needed anymore. Um, and I don't want you to work. I actually want you to raise our babies and create a home that we both want to live in, that we both want to function in. I'm still going to be involved in it, but the financial stress of that, um, that's all, all going to be on me now. And you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about how much I bring in. Just, just know that you will be provided for. And, um, but I will take care of it, you know? Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's almost freeing in a sense to kind of open your mind up. Like, great. Now I don't have to wonder if we'll have food in the fridge. Like mm-hmm. that's my, that's my stress now. Let me worry about that. Let, yeah. let me worry about the lights, you know, staying on. Let me worry about the, the cars having gas in them. Like I'll worry about that. I want mm-hmm. you to focus on the castle that we're both living in, that we're raising our kids in. Um, and then I want you to focus on like parenting when I'm, when I'm not gone. Or when I'm gone. But I think that's actually going into our next point. Yeah, go into your pros and cons, Jed. So the pros of going into a, a one-income household, um, I think, obviously, the, the pro is Marcella becoming, obviously, more involved uh, with the home and the house. Uh, not just the, the, the day-to-day of uh, cooking and cleaning and speaking butts and all that kind of good stuff, but <laughs> all the essentials, <laughs> all the essentials. <laughs> but I just mean like, like planning the home because it is, it, you don't really think about it until you have a, your own household and nothing's being taken care of um, by somebody else. Like it's all on you and you have to make the decisions of who to hire, when to hire, how to hire. If you're going to be the one doing the fixes or the repairs, like, it's it's completely different living at your parents' house where all that's taken care of for you. Until now you're at, you're at your house, you're like, oh wow, me just living here is really wearing the house down, and it needs to be maintained. And I don't have the time to maintain it, so I need a partner. So the fact that she can do that, she can uh, take care of those battles when I'm gone. Like it's great. It's it, it really is, and uh, she does a great job of taking care of the home. Um, even on the hard days, you still have a sparkle in your eye when I come home. Like, sometimes, hair, sometimes, hair to mess, sometimes, throw up, and I'm just like, uh, Sometimes uh, the sparkle is a tear, but, you know, I mean, you just wipe it away and move on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, I, I, so I was going to say, I think it's, it's more obvious what could fall apart when you have somebody who is able to do full-time homemaking. Yeah. And then when you start to take that time away, all of a sudden you're like, oh no, like (laughs) there are so many um, things being held together like glue because of the fact that we do have a full-time homemaker. Yeah. Um, And then the fact that, that, so she's here full-time, she's not only doing the day-to-day, but she's also pursuing her own interests now. And she's got a more yeah. sense of fulfillment of bread making. Um, and I've been able to actually see the fruits of that. Not only Gabby, you see, she's made amazing sourdough products, but the fact that we don't have to go through, you know, three, four loaves of, of bread a week, because I know how much bread costs and it's ridiculous. And the fact that yeah, she's like, like for good bread that doesn't have like for good bread. In it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is the fact that 
I know Small what like goes that. into that bread, and I know exactly what we're putting into our bodies. It's it, it brings a more sense of control back to our home. Like mm. we can still control what comes in and out of our home. And again, that's something masculine. Instead of paying someone to do it for you, uh, you lose that skill. Instead of uh, buying a product that's already made, you learn to make it yourself. You lose that skill of acquiring, of of being able to make it. You know, so. And, and all those like skills, self-sustaining. Yeah, it's 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 a degree of self-sustaining uh, that we found of having somebody here full time to hold the fort down while I'm out making money. Uh, I can still come home, and my house is still standing. Um, yeah, you know, and, and you're still, and you're not worried when you're on your way home. Like, what is what is waiting for me at home? Right, like, you know what's waiting for you at home because right. you have and, and that's, somebody that's yeah. devoted her life. To her home. Exactly. And she's not somebody where she was a boss babe at one point and I had to convince her to become a, a stay-at-home mom because then she's always going to have that boss babe mentality like, I want to get back to that. I want to get back to that freedom of making my own money. But because she was like, money is not really important to me. It's important to have, but it's not important to me to it's have an excess of yeah. The fact that she was already, when I married her, uh, I want to stay at home with the kids. That was already ingrained to her. So the fact that we can give that to her and and she can stay home, she's just embracing that fully. And I don't have to have second thoughts of like, is she really happy? Is she feeling fulfilled in her stay-at-home life? Um, I think also going back to what you were saying about like being able to pursue my own interests, because I know that Gabby also, um, this was a result of you stopping your work. Was that like now I'm able to have more creative pursuits. Right. Like obviously, you know, the bread making right. is one of them. Um, but so many other things that I probably would not either had thought I would be interested in because I wouldn't have had the time to even like reflect or think about things that <laughs> I would want to do with my, with my spare time. Um, but um let alone just have the time to pursue yeah. those things. Yeah. And which has been a huge blessing for me because now we're thinking ahead, you know, five, 10 years. Yeah. And we talk so much about mother culture and the, the ideas that surround that is that, you know, if we want to homeschool our children, you know, I, I don't, we don't want to just be like, you know, throwing them, textbooks and just like do everything on your own like we obviously want to be involved in forming their ideas and forming their beliefs and all of that and it requires us to then yeah. be informed and educated and to be well-rounded yeah. people like we can't expect to raise well-rounded yeah. people if we are not well-rounded ourselves and so that yeah. was like that's been an unexpected blessing for us as well, that I have also been able to continue to pursue a sort of like self-education on, yeah. on my part and not in the sense of like, you know, <laughs> like, you know, trying to one up or anything like that, yeah. but just purely for, because it's for your enjoyment and your enrichment it's for my enjoyment right. yeah and and the enrichment of my life and also because i want our children to be enriched and we want that together and right. um it takes time to do that like you don't have the mental have base yeah 
to really pursue those extra things when you are worrying about if you are taking your pursuit seriously of being a homemaker on top of working outside of the home. Yeah. It's just, it is a lot. It's very, it's, I would say, yes, it's possible, but it is extremely difficult. And you are probably just putting a lot of unnecessary obstacles um, in your way. Yeah, exactly. I, I would agree with all that. I think to wrap up that con is it's really just less money in the bank account. Just less yeah. money in the bank account and an easier burden for me to bear. That's really the fact because even the hard days and the hard weeks, it's still something that I would not. Uh, ever regret doing it's just something that i've i've always wanted a family and the fact that now we have one it's just like okay we'll have her make a family work um and see the value in, in a good wife staying home with the kids raising our kids and being involved with the, the normal functions of the home like it forces me to be like okay how can i get better at my job as well as how can i still be a well-rounded person at home because I don't want my kids growing up to be like, oh, yeah, that was just the financier. Of, he was just a, a money-making guy, yeah. but he was, like, just really kind of a dead weight. You know, like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that there's that understanding of both of us, like, that's your money-making job. You still have responsibility here um, to be involved with the home um, as a leader, as a contributor, as you name it. Like, that's still a responsibility regardless. So it's it's been a lot. but. You know, wouldn't trade it for the world. Wouldn't ever, ever regret it. Something that no. I would always recommend. I actually had somebody that said, uh, so how's it been married for, you know, three years, a couple kids? And I was like, three years? Well, was this recent? No, no. Or a long time ago? A long time ago. Was, oh, okay, okay. Before. I was like, uh, wait a second. Yeah, You've been married for way longer like, than that. Like, You've been married for, like, how long? I was like, oh, three years ago. You just had a kid. They're like, man, how's that? I go, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Hmm. Because it's true. And then if they ask me today, I want to trade it for the world because I look at what I, what I could have been if I chose a different path of just the money, just money to make it count. I can just buy happiness. I'd be very empty. Um, I think if we were just like, let's just travel the world and be a, uh, a, two, a two income, what's it called? Two income, one, one uh, no dink, kid? Dinks. A, dink, a dink, double yeah, income, no kids. kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we were dinks, I just wonder. Would we have the same maturity? Would we have the same no. outlook towards mm. towards hardship? I already know the answer. Like, I don't think we would. I really don't think we would. And I think it's it's very healthy that we were able to experience that uh, very early on. And yeah. it makes me excited when they're older, when we're older, like yeah. the kind of people that we're going to be. I also like, I did experience, Gabriella, what you were talking about earlier about that, like, that shift in mentality as far as like there is something different about actually having to rely fully on your husband to take care of your basic needs. And it's like, if he does not provide for me, like I I am not going to eat. Yeah. I will have no shelter. Like, uh, and yeah, we can talk about what bare minimum is and all of that. And obviously Jed and Ryan are men that exceed far greater than just being wallets for us. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's a huge, it's a huge part of just the reality of life that yes, things cost money. Our yeah. needs cost money. And um it definitely 
made it, I don't know if easier is the right word, but it, it, it seemed to all mesh so much better and to be more consistent being able to submit to him. Not that, you know, before when I was making money that it was like impossible to submit to him, but there is like a new found joy in doing Mm. it now that I am fully relying on him for those things. And I think in the sense, it's also changed his disposition. Like Ryan was saying towards me of like, you know, being more caring in that sense of I am providing not just for my wife, but for our children that we have together and how that affects our daily, weekly interactions, um, being more understanding of each other's, um, workloads and things like that there's just way way less um uh temptation for bitterness and resentment because things are so much more clearly defined and um yeah to to kind of piggyback you said that you know it makes it so much easier to trust me um Mm -hmm. it's still uh still a burden not a burden but it's still something that you have to do that could be difficult I think it would be difficult for me to marry somebody who was just so good at their job. Like they were so good at making money, but they weren't really good at being uh, a parent or, you know, talking to children. Like they weren't really, they didn't have that knack. I I probably wouldn't have married them because it's something that I want something over just money. And if you wanted somebody who's like, nurturing well sure yeah yeah yeah. but i think if i I also need to trust you oh you know i also need to trust you that the stuff that i provide out of my own hard work um that you'll take care of you know including a house including cars um i wouldn't have married her if she was like let's go shopping i'm gonna buy a new gucci bag i'd say no we're not because that has no place in our house um what do we do with the gucci bag it's to look at no we're not doing that um yeah she's not a spender she can spend I can spend, but she's not a spender. Um, and I think that's something that I really admire about her is that I can give her, you know, uh, the paycheck and I could, I know, you know, the fact that it's going to be spent the right way. It's going to be going towards stuff that we actually need. Uh, and then we can talk about savings or, or other stuff later on the fun, the more fun stuff, but I can trust <laughs> yeah. her that she's not going out. Be like I'm going to go to my Starbucks run. I'm, no, we got right. coffee at home. Yeah, because okay. and and we're gonna talk about that and later in the month, Marcel yeah. and I are gonna do an episode alone about our jobs changing from you know being a contributor with income and instead we are now stewarding the income that's being brought in and we are mm-hmm. figuring out ways to multiply and grow right. it not not in a monetary way but in other ways (laughs) growing the income in other ways because that's that's really like what we see the proverbs 31 woman doing you know yeah cool okay so i know we're super anxious to get into like the practical and how we did this and we've kind of touched on some of it in today's episode but today's episode was more for people to kind of hear our hearts and where we've come from how our families have changed and adapted over the years of us being married and maybe just offer some hope that if you are in a circumstance where you desire to be a full-time homemaker, your husband desires to be the sole provider of the home, that it is possible and that there are ways that you can do it and that 
Like that's not like hopeless. If you're already mm-hmm. in a dual income household, there are ways that you can wisely transition to a single income if you have the time to transition or ways where, you know, you need to make a drastic cut because you are expecting a child or multiple children and there needs to be a drastic change in your home economy. And we want to offer you guys in our next episode, some advice or just like, let us be your friends to come alongside you and to say, listen, like we did this with you. Let's do it together and let's encourage one another because obviously like we haven't been like, we have not arrived in any sense of the word Marcel. And I constantly say that anytime we talk about any of these things, whether it be spiritual or with just practical life advice, we are coming a part of um, your guys' life as peers and not as like us talking down to you and saying, well, right. you need to do this and you need to do that. We're doing this with you. Yeah. <laughs> and and so let's wrap up today's episode. Thank you, Ryan and Jed, for joining us today. We have loved having you guys on. It really adds a different flavor to the Young and Wifed Up podcast. Um, so we are going <laughs> to talk to you guys next week and we're going to get into all of the fun practical stuff. And if you would like to reach out and discuss further anything that we talked about today please dm us on instagram head to our facebook group and also consider joining our patreon thank you guys and have a blessed rest of your week bye 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 guys bye